Let, let's say something and see what the captions say. Oh, okay. It's already like unreliable. <laughs> okay, that the last sentence was still okay. Okay. I feel like this is such a helpful tool. It's like the what's it called? The YouTube's automated um subs. I think it depends on your accent, right? Oh, oh, let's try a different accent. Um <laughs> good morning. I'm from Bristol. <laughs> Bristol. <laughs> Okay, I give up. Hello and welcome to Hidden Among Us. I'm your host, Chris. And this is Honda. And welcome to episode 61. We disabled the subtitles thing because um, it's just not looking up for us. <laughs> Anyway, Honda, how has your week been? It's too fast. <laughs> I want another <laughs> recess week. Uh, you're right. I just want to... The thing I enjoyed the most was waking up later in the day. That was just so good. And anyway, we're back to waking up super early tomorrow. But I also finished season one of the Alien show I was talking about last week. Congrats. It, it's called Roswell, New Mexico. Um, honestly, <laughs> I feel like this show follows every single CW trope out there. It was so cliche. Like, okay, no, I'm kidding. Episode, episode one, episode two, people already finding out this guy is an alien. I'm like, mm-hmm. why? He's hidden this for like 27 years apparently and suddenly now everybody knows he's an alien. So, well, yeah. But the show got interesting. I finished the whole, like, I finished season one. And I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I'll start on season two yet because it's been several days and I haven't started on season two. I don't know. The, the vibes are just not there. Hmm. Not surprised. Well, well <laughs> I binged Squid Game in like a few hours. <laughs> Everyone is watching Squid Game. It's My so, sister was watching it too. It's really fun. It's really fun. <laughs> I see a lot of TikToks about it. It's quite funny. There are TikToks about it. My, yeah, even there was one TikTok that was like in Singapore that was like... um. Uh, copying one of the scenes in the first episode and it was quite funny. Mm. I know everyone watching it has highly raved about it, but it's just not my kind of show. Mm. I'm like in the mood for something that's lighter and happier. So I've been watching Hometown Cha Cha Cha. I mean, it's not like it's it's not like it's deep or anything. It's just you know, like a fun time watching people die, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like the Hunger Games and Battle Royale. Another Alice in Borderland. It's actually very um uh close to another Japanese movie called I think the English translation is like God's Will. God's Will. According to God's Will. Yeah, so they also play like uh childhood games. In like 
if you lose, you die, that kind of thing. It's a good game also. They play um childhood games. And one of the games is actually like uh like same same kind of game with the Jap- the Japanese one. So I was like, oh, there's the same like does they have the same games, a childhood game. So I think there was one comment saying like uh, from the director or something, saying that, you know, they play child child children games in, in such a like I don't know how he said it, like you know, it's obviously it's a super high stake game, right? Because mm-hmm. you die, you live or die, and it's like kind of um, like a reflection on Korean society now, mm. Mm, like and how everything is so cutthroat. Mm. I thought you were gonna and say like, using... like it. It dichotomizes mm-hmm. the innocence of childhood. I think it's sort of trying to like comment on that, like how you know, like children's games are being perverted like that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure uh, most just watch it for people like dying in the most like, <laughs> like like the super. It's just I don't know. Like each game is like making the devs more and more creative. Oh my god! I don't know. It's it's just not my kind of show. Yeah. How many episodes are there though? It's actually very fast. Um, eight, eight episodes or seven. I don't know. Hmm. I was just surprised that there was like a, like a, like a non-Korean actor. Yeah. Um, he's Indian. Mm, yeah, he was supposed to be Pakistani. Oh well, he's Indian. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> I know, I heard people talking about him, which is why, like, I asked you if he speaks in Korean. In he the does, show. he does. And it's not bad, actually. Like, I don't know if, if I don't know how fluent he actually is, but mm-hmm. obviously for the show, he has to make it sound more foreign. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, he's, um, he's an illegal before. worker. He's an illegal immigrant? Oh, yeah, wow. I, I think he, yeah, he's probably an illegal immigrant. But yeah. Why am I unsurprised? Mm. Well, speaking of Indians and Netflix shows, um, Bridgerton season two's trailer dropped, and like the female love interest is Indian. I was shook. So, like, I didn't expect that. Like, I didn't expect like <laughs> an Indian girl to turn out and be like, "Hey, I'm the main character for season two. I mean, the whole thing with Bridgerton is they were sort of, I don't know, it's it's kind of campy, so it completely mm-hmm. ignores, like, I guess, historical accuracy <laughs> of that time. So that there are people of colour integrated into, like, high society, like, it's oh. normal. Yeah. <laughs> so it just, like, ups that camp. Um, yeah, so the main love interest... So, okay, so... The Bridgerton series follows, like, this group of siblings called the Bridgerton siblings, right? So the first mm-hmm. book was... Damn it, what was her name? Daphne. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Um, Honestly, season one was so... Like, her romance was so boring. I'm so sorry. Like, the, the main lead was hella good-looking and there was, like, the only saving grace about that romance. Because everything happening around them was more interesting. Sorry, their romance, I felt, was too vanilla. Vanilla. I know, but like 
Season two, I think, is following her older brother, Anthony. And so he's like the one that has taken up the family. Mm-hmm. And in season one, it's sort of established that he doesn't want to get married. He has like this thing against marriage. But like from the trailer, it looks like a like a Elizabeth, Mr. Darcy kind of situation where they don't like each other. Like literally the trailer, she's like telling him off. And I was like, <laughs> I am here for this. I can't wait for season two. That being said, I have to finish season one, but no, when are you ever gonna finish season one? I uh I don't know. It's it's only based on the book, so it doesn't follow the books strictly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't know. Okay, so in Anthony's book, the reason why he and the um the female lead, her name is Kate. The reason why the both of them get married is because um, Anthony has some trauma with bees because his father died after getting stung by a bee. So he has like this extreme fear of bees. And one day, um, a bee stings Kate in like the chest. So he goes to suck out the venom. And then he gets oh. caught by his mother. And then the mother is just like, holy shit, like this is scandalous. So they get married off to each other. Because in the book, Anthony is supposed to get married to Kate's younger sister. Mm-hmm. And Kate is like spicy. So it's like an enemies to lovers. Yeah, of but course. I don't know if the show is going to do that stupid B scene. Because I remember reading it and I was like, what the hell is it's this? It's so cringy. It's so cringy, dude. Even reading it, I was like, no, what are you doing? Oh my God, I wonder if there are people who are like reading that and were like, oh my God. You know, like, Ew, like it turns them on. They like a bee sting scene where he like sucks out bee venom. I think it's just... romantic or something. It's so. It weird. sounds like such a what pet scene. It, it is arguably the Bridgerton series is not the most well written historical romance series out there, but it's still a fun time. <laughs> But man, that scene really had me rethinking my priorities as a child, as a teen. <laughs> my gosh. And for anyone out there, if like some man sucks on your titties to get rid of beef venom, I don't think it's a romantic gesture. There's something wrong with the dude. <laughs> you might want to talk it out. Yeah. Wise words. <laughs> okay, Honda, do you have a story for us today are there more wise words to teach the the public about true crime no this is what? it thank you for listening <laughs> see you next week <laughs> uh this case does i think now it's not i don't know yeah but i guess we haven't covered a case like this before Honda's voice. You always say that. <laughs> this is the one. This case is interesting. And then like, okay, because it is interesting. Case. I wouldn't be picking something that it's like boring. super, like not even boring, like straightforward. <laughs> well, today's case is infuriating. Ooh, I yes. love to get angry on this podcast. Yeah, so I'll be talking about a female sexual predator. <laughs> it's really hard to find that many though because I feel like female sexual predators 
rapists, um, abusers, they're just super underreported because of taboo. Yeah, so in this case, like the for me, like what's most infuriating is the way it was reported. Oh. And way it's and the way it's, you know, like made to be seen. Mm. In contrast to like a male sexual predator, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I'll be talking about Marie K. Letterneau. I don't know how I don't know how to pronounce the last name. <laughs> yeah, so she was an American teacher who mm-hmm. was found guilty of rape of a child in 1997. Oh shit. Yeah. So before I talk about the case, let's look into her background. So Marie K. Letterner or Marie Catherine Schmitz was born in 1952 in Tustin, California. And she was the fourth of uh, seven siblings. Whoa, seven, okay. Mm, and she was raised in a strict uh, Catholic household. So her father was a politician and held positions as the California state senator and even a U.S. congressman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she attended Cornelia Connolly High School, an all-girls Catholic school, and later Arizona State University. Okay. Yeah, so... In 1982, the father intended to run for the U.S. Senate, but his political career was damaged when it was revealed that he had an affair and had two children out of wedlock. Oh my god. (laughs) Yo, okay, not even kidding. Like, U.S. politics is so juicy for no reason at all. Like, what is up with all these politicians having affairs? Like, you think they'd be more careful, right? Yeah, and he was a Republican, so like he probably like made his image as some like conservative, yeah, like a god fearing man. And then, oh, <laughs> and then, like, oh, well, plot twist, yes, two kids, yeah. So, due to the affair, the parents separated, but they later reconciled, okay, yeah. So, the family is like quite into politics, at least for the men in the family. So her brother was a deputy counsel to President George H.W. Bush. Whoa. And <laughs> the other brother was an inspector general of the U.S. Department of Defense under President George W. Bush and was even a foreign policy advisor to President Trump. Ew. <laughs> so Republican <laughs> presidents. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. like, her family has such high status, though. I know, right? Like, when you said that they were politicians, like, I genuinely thought they were, like, small-town politicians. Those, like, like the, mayors. Those, yeah, like, mayors. And then you're like, oh, they served, like, the actual presidents. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mary Kay was attending Arizona State University. She met her first husband, Steve Lerano, who was a fellow student. And together they had a... Why? Wait, 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 wait. Where did she meet her first husband again? Arizona State University. Okay, okay, okay. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, because you were like... You said that he was the student and I was like, wait, hold up. Fellow student. Yeah, I heard... I I misheard it and I was like, hold up. (laughs) Hold up. (laughs) Yeah. And together, they had a total of four children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the couple moved to Anchorage, Alaska, where Steve worked as a baggage handler for Alaska Airlines. 
And after a year in Alaska, her husband was transferred to Seattle, Washington, and Mary gave birth to their second child. Yeah, and she then graduated from Seattle University in 1989 with a teaching degree. So after gaining her teaching degree, she began teaching second grade at Shorewood Elementary School in the Seattle suburb. Yeah. How old so, is second grade? Is it equivalent two? to like our primary two? I think so. I don't know. Actually. The rules. Around there, I think. Mm, okay. Eh? Yeah. We have no idea about the American no education system. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Um, yeah, so the Latinas, uh suffered from marriage problems, mainly financial problems, and both Mary Kay and Steve have been engaging in extramarital affairs. Okay, unsurprising. <laughs> Yeah, in the year 1996, um, at the school Mary Kay uh, uh, taught, there was a student named Billy Fualau, born June 26, 1983. Oh, he's a cancer. <laughs> That's the thing you pick up on. Okay. Yeah, and he was a student in her class. She was 34 years old, and um. he was... And he was 12. You're joking. This, oh my God, he was 12. He's a child, a literal child. Yes. And that is when they began having a sexual relationship. Oh God, it's like a special place in hell for like people like her. What the shit? <sighs> well, your blood will boil even more later. <laughs> In June 1996, police discovers bo- discover both of them in a minivan parked at the Des Moines Marina parking lot. And she was seen jumping into the front seat while Billy pretended to sleep in the back. So when asked by the police, they provided false names and he even lied saying that he was 18 years old. Please tell me the police didn't buy it because like, I don't There's know how no a twelve-year-old could pass off as an eighteen. Yeah, precisely. I, oh, like I know pe- people in America tend to look older than their age, but twelve yeah, and like eighteen mature, is pretty big. right? Yeah. yeah, but like as you said, eighteen is pushing it. Billy said that no touching had taken place, and so Mary Kay said she and her husband had gotten into an argument, and that Billy, who was a family friend. Who, uh, who had been staying with them that night, witnessed the argument and ran away upset. And she said she left to find him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were taken to the police station where Billy's mother was called. And the mother asked, was asked by the police well, what you know should have done. She said to return Billy to Mary Kay. Huh? Okay, so in her defense, she later said that if the police had alerted her to the fact that um, Mary Kay had lied about, you know, Billy's age and what had occurred in the car, she would not have allowed her son to go back to Mary Kay. Oh. So she probably trusted Mary Kay because, you know, she's a teacher, right? Yeah, she's an authority figure. Obviously, nothing Mm. could possibly be, like, untoward, right? Oh my god, it's so terrible. Can you imagine being that mother though? Like later realizing what had actually transpired and being so guilty about it. 
<sighs> it gets even worse. Holy guacamole. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. So in September 1996, Philly entered seventh grade at Cascade Middle School. And this was when Mary Kay was pregnant with his baby. I'm going to let that sink in for a moment. I'm like trying to process it. <laughs> oh, it makes me so uncomfortable saying how, it. How old was he again? At this point, he's 13. He's still a child. Oh he's not even a, like an actual teenager. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> uh, in February 1997, um, Mary Kay's husband discovers love letters between his wife and the student. And then in March 4th, 1997, following a tip from Steve's relative, Mary Kay was arrested for second-degree child rape. Let me guess, nothing comes out of it. Not nothing, I guess. So Mary Kay pleaded pleaded guilty to two counts of second-degree child rape. And her first child with Philly, a daughter, born on May 29, 1997, while she was awaiting sentencing. Yeah, so the state sought to sentence her to six and a half years in prison. But through a plea agreement, her sentence was reduced to six months in the county jail and three years of sex offender treatment. Six months? Oh my gosh. Shoplifters (laughs) get a longer sentence. And here's the kick. So initially, she was not required to register as a sex offender. Huh? <laughs> what the hell? Mm. Yeah. So as Wait, was it pre- because she was a woman? Probably. I think at that time, you know... they. It's just like unheard of, right? I guess. I don't think they treat it as seriously as how they treat male sexual offenders. Like yeah, offenders, yeah. You know? Ugh. so annoying yeah so as part of her plea agreement um, Mary Kay could not contact Philly or her five children or have contact with any other minors um, this incident had sparked nationwide interest and the story was covered in a very um, sensationalized way Uh-oh. sensationalized yeah so headlines would, covering this story would read the teacher and the sixth grader, their bizarre story of obsessive love. Oh gosh, with a and, healthy <laughs> amount of victim blaming probably thrown in, right? And then another headline is pregnant again after trysting with her former pupil, Mary Kay. Let her know 36 is back in prison and still defiant. <laughs> oh god, yeah, so it's like I don't know, like, they, they really. From these titles, you can see like she they don't treat the cases this incident as serious. Yeah, they don't. Wait, I should show you the cover of one of the magazines that like they make it. They I don't know. It's very tabloidy, like something you'd see on Seventeen magazine. Yeah, and yeah, it's very tabloidy, and like look at look at how. Oh my god, this was on People magazine. Crash. The cover of her, like, they make her look good. Yeah, she's, like, holding the baby. It's, like, maternal. Yeah. (sighs) The heck. Yeah. 
Yeah, so instead of like treating this incident with disgust and horror, it's made to look like, you know, a tabloid scandal and not a criminal case of child rape. Yeah. And the crux of the matter is he was a child getting abused by this lady that he's supposed to trust. Yeah, and she she's like in a place of power, you know, like yeah, precisely. a teacher position. And like calling it love letters, it's not love. Like he was being groomed and manipulated by her. Like he he does not have the capacity to fully comprehend and understand what is happening. Mm. Or why it's wrong, right? Yeah, precisely. Yeah, so on February 3rd, 1998, two weeks after completing her jail sentence, Mary Kay was found by police in a car with Vili near her home. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. She and uh, Vili provided false names when asked for identification. And at that time, it was reported that... um, uh, sexual intercourse had occurred in the car. Oh, God. But then, Billy um, told detective um, that he and, Le- and uh, Mary Kay had kissed and that um, he had touched her on the thigh, but that there was no uh, sexual intercourse. But then, the evidence of their sexual <laughs> intercourse obviously comes up later. Oh my god, he's a child. And yeah, there was also evidence that the two met several times since her release from jail on January 2nd. <sighs> okay. Yeah, in February 1998, the judge revoked uh, her prior plea agreement and reinstated a prison sentence of seven and a half years for violating the no contact order. Yeah, so she served a sentence in a Washington Correction Center for women. So while serving her second sentence, she gave birth to her second daughter. And we obviously know who the father is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that year, she and Vili co-authored a book which was published in France called Only One Crime, Love. They wrote a book? <laughs> <laughs> that was published in France. Okay, no offense to France, like they're kind of iffy. I mean, with the whole <laughs> Roman Polanski thing as well. Mm-hmm. Remember how I was telling you that there was this like award ceremony and Roman Polanski won um I think best director for something. Mm-hmm. And like people started to walk out from the uh, award ceremony. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> They're out here giving awards to, like, a known sexual predator. <laughs> I'm not surprised that, like, they somehow published this book as well. It's so creepy, though. Yeah, but then in the following year, in 1999, a second book appeared, published in the US. What? Oh my god. Yeah, but it was uh, mostly written from her and not okay. really from Philly. Okay. Title was If Loving You Is Wrong. If yes. it is wrong. <laughs> Hi. Um, 
we're here to give you an answer to your question. Um, the answer is yes, it is wrong. It is disgusting and you should go to jail and stay there forever. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. During her imprisonment, um, Mary Kay was allowed visits from her children, but was denied permission to attend her father's funeral. And while in prison, um, Mary Kay tutored fellow inmates, created audio books for blind readers, um, participated in the prison choir, and rarely missed mass. But because of her notoriety, she was unpopular with other inmates. Mm-hmm. I mean, eh, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not sure about like women's prisons, but in male prisons, usually like sexual predators are like really not welcome. Yeah. But I guess it it looks like it's the same thing for women's prisons. Yeah, sexual predators and like child killers are like universally despised in prisons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be famous in prisons, then uh, cop killers are usually famous. <laughs> yeah. So Vidi, um, meanwhile, he dropped out of high school. And his mother was granted custody of his two children. He struggled with um, suicidal depression and alcoholism and even attempted suicide in March 1999. Yeah, of course. She like fucked him up and he got no help. And like their whole lives, like his life is all on the tabloids. Precisely. <laughs> like no, there's no care about his well-being. And make it like some hot scandal news of the year. And like, the thing is like they treat it like some sort of like scandalous affair. You know, this this like deviant love between this older woman teacher and like this child. But in reality, it's mm. it's a boy being sexually abused, manipulated and groomed. And it was just mm-hmm. like never treated that way. Like, why would you publish two books? Some publishing house gave the goal to publish it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if it was like published or publishing house or self-published or whatever, but it was still published and distributed somewhere. That tells you all you need to know about how people treated this incident. Yeah, it's just, it's just so shitty for him. It's like the new hot story. Yeah. Yeah, so in 2002, Vili's um, family sued the Highline School District and the city of Des Moines, Washington for emotional suffering, lost wages, and the cost of rearing his two children. They claimed that the school and Des Moines Police Department had failed to protect him from Mary Kay. Yeah. But following a 10-week trial, no damages were awarded. <clears throat> it's infuriating. The shit. Okay. There's still more. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hit me with it. Hit me. <laughs> so Mary Kay was released from prison to a community placement program on August 4th, 2004, and was registered the following day, finally, as a level two sex offender. Oh, finally. <laughs> but then, following um... her release, Billy, then age 21, persuaded the court to to reverse the no-contact order against her. What? Brace yourself. Okay. 
Okay, wait. Okay, okay. So just to clarify, okay, because like I am like genuinely just so dumbfounded. He asked to reverse the no contact order. Mm-hmm. Like he has internalized this abuse so much. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this poor boy. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. So in uh, May 20, 2005, Mary Kay and Billy married. Honda, you're joking, Honda. My God, that's By like, the because <laughs> people can't see, I'm literally slumped down in my chair <laughs> because I cannot believe this. Oh my God. And people just let this happen. Oh, here comes the shit. Oh. So, Exclusive access to the wedding was given to uh, the television show Entertainment Tonight and photographs were released throughout through other media media outlets. Of course, Entertainment Tonight is like it's like your paparazzi show. They show it in, on TV also. Mm. Yeah. Mary Kay said she planned to have another child and return to the teaching profession. No! And indicated that by law, she was permitted to teach at private schools and community colleges. I don't know what institution would hire her though. <laughs> But what do you mean by law? Like, she's, she's a supposed... level, she's a level two sex offender. So I think public schools are like out. Yeah, but she's not supposed to be anywhere near minors. That was the first agreement. So it got redacted, is it? Yeah, because she went against the prior plea agreement. So I think that was gone, and then she was. Sentenced to prison, and then now she's a level two sex offender. Who does the law serve? <laughs> Who? No one. <laughs> it serves itself. God damn. So, <sighs> and attorney Anne Bremner, who met and befriended uh, Mary Kay in 2002 during. Um, Billy's civil suit said that uh, Mary Kay considered her relationship with Billy to be eternal and endless. Okay, so she was obsessive. Okay. And according to that attorney, nothing could have kept the two of them apart. Technically, the law could, but the law failed (laughs) several times. Yeah. Then in a 2006 interview with NBC News, uh, Mary Kay conceded that she knew it would be wrong to let the relationship go any further. But she says as soon as the school year ended, she and Billy did cross the line. Uh, here comes the, you know, wait. Okay, you, okay, you, okay, you okay, should, okay, okay. You should hear the next part. Okay. She said that it did not cross her mind at the time that having sex with Billy would be a crime. Uh, wait. In a later interview, she stated, "If someone had told me, if anyone had told me, there's a specific law that says this is a crime, I did not know. I've said this over and over again. Had I known, if anyone knows my personality." Okay, so the first time if she said that, okay, maybe you must be really freaking stupid, but okay, let's give it the benefit of the doubt. But she was prosecuted. She spent time in jail. Shouldn't she know by then? 
Does she need like specific ages? Oh my god. Doesn't she have teenage children by this time as well? Yeah. Oh my god. It's like the flimsiest. The flimsiest like excuse ever. Imagine how her, her like her kids from her first marriage she would have felt throughout it's this whole process. Precisely. Oh my god. And like, oh my god, they must be a bit like bullied in school. It's just oh, she's so selfish. She's like hurting so many people around her. So on May 9, 2017, after almost 12 years of marriage. Billy filed for separation from Mary Kay, but later withdrew the filing. Okay. Yeah. So in April 2018, um, Billy was working at a home improvement store and as a professional DJ, and uh, Mary Kay was working as a legal assistant. A a legal (laughs) assistant? What is that excuse now? I didn't read the fine print. An article in People quoted an insider source who said they know what everyone thinks about their relationship and they don't care. They really never oh. have. The wrong stuff that happened was so long ago, they are two grown adults who are living their lives now. What the shit? Yeah. But then in August 2019, the couple finalized the legal separation. Okay. Yeah. So early in the marriage, um, Philly said he was not a victim and was unashamed of the relationship. But, uh, but then, according to people in May 2020, uh, an unnamed source close to Vili said that he sees things clearly now and realized that this wasn't a healthy relationship from the start. Yeah. Poor man. So, quite recently, um, last year, July 6, 2020, um, Mary Kay died at the age of 58 from colorectal cancer at her home in Des Moines, Washington. Mm-hmm. And Philly and her family were at her side despite their divorce. Yeah, so in her will and, te- and testament, she left much of her estate to Philly. Okay. Yeah, so this comes to the end of the story of Mary Kay. Oh my god. Um that was frustrating. Also, what was his family doing the entire time? Raising his kids because he was young. <laughs> so a lot of the you know responsibilities were shifted onto like his parents. Like and they would frequently like appear in television and stuff like that. So they would appear like that. Oh my god. Like that. I mean, shit. if you didn't know the context, you'll think, oh, cute, whatever. But he was, was 12. I know. He was 12. And she got away with it. Like, look at how they report this shit. They're ready to wed. What the heck? Ready? What the fuck do you mean ready? Oh my god. I guess karma came for her. Mm. And this um... was when they were younger. Oh my god, he looks like a child. He really does look like a child. Oh my god, it's also a family photo with the two daughters. How? Like, 
how can you live with that? Like knowing your mom groomed <laughs> and raped your father and you were born out of it. Holy guacamole. Yeah, but why were they like celebrities? Like why were they treated like celebrities? I have no idea, man. Was it because of her family status? I don't know, like, why? Oh, like... Yeah, I'm looking at the family photo of the two, like, daughters. Yeah. It's so creepy. Now, I read about how, like, he was asked, like, after her, um, the death of Mary Kay, he was asked um, by a reporter, like... Is it a reporter? No, it was Dr. Oz. He was asked by Dr. Oz, <laughs> like, how if his daughters were approached by a man that was like significantly significantly older than them, like how would he feel? And he said, you know, he'll be uncomfortable. Duh. But the or same thing if, happened to him? My God. Or if he would be able to approach a 13-year-old girl and then he said he couldn't and that those people who do that are wrong in the head. So maybe now he sees like you know, the really, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but he's he, not, he's he was also abused to the point where, like, he's internalized it, though. Mm. Like, she definitely manipulated him to this point. Which is the heartbreaking thing about this case. Mm. Man, I would say thank you, Honda, for the story, but honestly, it's just so sad. Yeah, I mean, he's still quite young. <sighs> well, He's still like 37. <laughs> I have no sympathy for like sexual predators. Men or women or whatever sexual identity. If you like prey on children, you're disgusting. And it's grosser to know that there are people out here today justifying it, saying it's a sexual preference. It is not a sexual no. preference. It is not. It's uh, leave children alone. Okay. Yeah, and like these sexual predators really have like a knack at you know making their victims like feel special and cared for. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like they they. I mean, it's classic abuser, right? Like, mm. they make them feel like they cannot tell anyone about it and what they're doing is right. Other people are wrong. Like, they guess, like, the shit out of, like, their victims. And, and like, you know, they'll say, like, how no one will understand their relationship. Yeah, no one will understand. <sighs> and saying, and the I think the most creepy part is, like, oh, you're so mature for your age. Yes, and I and think in a way that. like that allows the abuser to sort of like distance themselves from the fact that they are preying on a child. <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh god. And then like and the vic- you know the victims that see that you know, oh I'm mature. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, they think they're adults. Mm. But it's, no, you're still a child. You still have a long way to go. That's just so crappy. So, uh, anyway, moral of story, I guess. Um, children are children. And you should not, no one should ever treat them or view them as sexual objects. 
Mm. Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and click that follow button on Spotify. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and whatever podcast platform you listen to. And you can follow us on Instagram at HGU Podcast. Share us a message or send us a story if you'd like. You can also email us at hiddenamongustree at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm going to think over this case and how much <laughs> I freaking hate humanity. Like everyone in this case, like Mary Kay, the tabloid society, the two freaking publishers of her book. Screw all of them. <laughs> <laughs>